Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. So I don't know if you listened to my podcast, Hiding from Homeschool, but if you didn't, it had some really good information and I think that it brings value to what we're having to deal with today, which is educating our kids at home or trying to anyway. And I had a conversation with Kay and Kay's a good friend of mine and she's been homeschooling her kids for over 10 years. So I'm excited to dive in a little bit deeper and peel back a little bit more of the layers as to what she suggests could be a helpful next step if you're feeling like you're still not quite where you want to be with this whole educating your kids at home, homeschooling, cyber schooling, whatever we want to call it, um, schooling with isolation, I don't even know, but this current situation that COVID-19 has brought our way and with the current announcement that school is not going to resume this year. I thought that this would be a great time to have another conversation with Kay. So here it is. Thank you for listening. Hello. Hi, Anne. Hey, I'm excited to talk today. Yeah, me too. So it's a little bit more, I guess, important because school is canceled now for the rest of the year. So this is not going away for us moms that thought we were going to be dropping our kids off at school every day. Yeah. So we kind of um, scratched the surface a little bit in our last podcast and kind of talked a little bit with you about some of the things you do with homeschooling and and um, I think a good thing to talk about in this episode would be kind of maybe going a little bit deeper into, you know, your schedule and what you kind of have to share as far as, you know, you mentioned some things that um, you could do at home that are kind of easy and would be really meaningful as far as teaching your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. So kind of what are your thoughts on um, where to start. I think, I know for me, I'm starting to feel this week, like I have a little bit more of a bearing on what I wanted this week to look like. And so I'm taking pieces of kind of trying to fit together a curriculum per se, because, um, you know, we have our stuff that we get from the school, but not all of that is working for us. So I've kind of taken the things out that don't work and I'm trying to put in some things that are things that I want to take advantage of having the time to do with the kids and teach them about, especially Haley. So kind of um, where well, that's interesting to hear that some of the things were point. working and some of the things weren't. So what were some of the things that you feel have been working well for you? Mommy, Well, the things that were working well are just, honestly, um, I think because my kids aren't used to being home and learning at our home, it's more me sitting down and having like one-on-one time to kind of teach them. And especially Haley, she likes me to actually be with her hands-on. So I've had to adjust my schedule for that. But the computer time and like being on virtually is not anything that they really enjoyed. And it's also not something I really wanted okay, them right. 
being on the computer a lot. So I've kind of had to remove some of that stuff. Um, but like actually just giving them independent time has been challenging because they can do it sometimes. But I think for me, I'm finding right now I have to actually like go in and sit down with them and right. make sure they're doing yeah, and the your things oldest they're supposed is to how be doing. Um, she's yeah, seven. how old is your oldest? Seven. Yeah, so that's right at that uh, um, age where it is difficult for them to be more independent. I found that like by age eight and up, um, it's much easier for them to do independent work. But six and seven is still pretty difficult. So that sounds normal to me. Um, and it's time intensive for a mom because when you have, okay. you know, when they're seven and under, that's a young crowd. That's a very young crowd. And, you know, it is more difficult to, you know, manage you know, because all of them need help with different things. So, um, I would say for, for that age group. So your next one down from seven is how old? Okay. So right around five Um, and six and seven, I think one of the most helpful things that you can do, um, which is mostly independent, um, with just a little bit of guidance from you is copy work. Um, so, and copy work can be anything as long as it's interesting. Um, you know, sometimes it can be as simple for like your younger ones, um, just writing out somewhere for them to, where they can look either on a piece of paper, if you have a chalkboard or a whiteboard or anything like that. Um, you know, one of the most simple things that I thought was, um, uh, effective and somewhat fun, um, was just to the, the day today is, you know, Saturday, April 11th. Um, and then we would do something about the weather. So I would ask them like, what do you want? What's the words you want to use for the weather today? It is what outside. And they would just look outside and say, well, I see some clouds, I see some sun and coming up with words to describe that, but short enough where it's not overwhelming. So like two sentences for age five, six is, is good. Um, it gives them just enough practice with letters and what they're learning in that is not just letters and copying. You think, well, that just sounds so boring. <laughs> but when you, when you're doing just one or two sentences, you know, they're, they're learning yeah. lots of different things. They're learning sentence structure. Um, they're learning how to look at something and then, you know, put it from their brain to their hand out on a piece of paper. They're learning punctuation and, um, you know, just forming letters and spacing letters. And when you're writing two different sentences, you know, space between each sentence, Um, And it just familiarizes them with um, a lot of things without teaching it to them necessarily in a lecture form. There's nothing you need to add. You know, you just a pencil, paper, and just let them go at it. Um, It can also be something like a scripture verse. You know, maybe as a family, you have a verse that you're working on memorizing or you want to assign different verses. Our kids do Awana. And so sometimes, um, especially for the older kids with longer verses that they're um, trying to memorize, I'll just say, you know, make that your copy work for today and just write it out. It doesn't have to be over and over again, just one time, once a day. Um, and it just gets them more familiar with, you know, endings of words. And, you know, because sometimes as kids are learning to talk, they're saying words incorrectly. And we know that. And they'll get it. But writing a word out that they've heard, you know, <laughs> yeah. you read it to them and then they're writing this sentence. Um, they make these little discoveries along the way that they maybe wouldn't otherwise, um, not from, certainly not from spelling lists, you know, that's not 
um, always helpful because it's not in context. So copy work, I think, is one of the most easy things that you can incorporate for any age, really. I mean, even your high school kids can can do copy work. They can copy whole pages of things. Um, and so it just depends on the level, but it can be for any grade. Yeah, yeah, that is one thing that if I think back, um, I was giving him some stuff to work on and it was not necessarily um, copy work, but it was where he would actually have to like mm-hmm. trace over like sentences and then he would try to write it himself. And he actually would sit down and take the time to focus on that. So maybe I need to make sure. So I think that's what um, is the most challenging right now is, yeah, finding those things mm-hmm. that they can sit still and do for a little bit because, um, yeah, four kids and they're young. Um, it's hard to have to sit with each one all the time and they're used to sort of moving around as they learn too. So making sure they have those things to be doing, um, and trying to find things that sort of interest them as well. So that's something that sounds like could be very easy too. I think if I found something exactly, yeah, try to. I mean, that's one of the reasons I chose to do, um, you know, the weather in the morning at that time, my oldest was just like super into learning about the weather. He loved studying storms and hurricanes and tornadoes and rain and snow and how does it work. And so for him writing about the weather every day was actually interesting. You know, I'm not doing that currently with my now six-year-old. Instead, we're doing scripture <laughs> verses, um, but it can it, it it can just be anything, anything, anything that there is to copy that's properly written with good grammar and proper punctuation and all of that. Um, it can be very simple, and it really makes a big impact. Um, so, and then the other thing that can go along with that too is you know. It, for, even for your younger kids, but um, especially for the older ones, letter writing, you know, like let's, we don't have to do Zoom calls with all of our family members that we're not seeing right now. You know, it's a beautiful thing to get a letter in the mail. Um, And, you know, I I don't think kids are as familiar with writing, Mm -hmm. actual writing letters anymore. And, And that can be just a really fun thing. Everybody loves to get mail, you know, and so if they're writing to a friend, you know, every couple of days, just pick a friend or a family member that you want to write a letter to. And the little ones can do this, too, and just make a picture, um, learn how to write their name at the bottom. You know, just those little simple things that are like life skills, but they're fun and they will get something back from that. Because, you know, if you write a letter to grandma, she's going to write one back, you know, and or your friend that you haven't seen in a while. It will encourage that parent to help their child sit down and, and write a letter back. And that's such a reward to get something in the mail. Um, it really keeps them motivated to keep doing it and do it again. Um, and that's just a great skill to learn. I think I may have lost you, Anne. Are you there? Hey, Kay. Hey. 
<laughs> so we got a little disconnected. I did move, so I don't know if it was me or not. But um, I think we could probably start off where we left and maybe just I'll kind of revisit what we were talking about in case sure. I didn't because it looked like it was in the process of saving. But so, yeah, we basically just talked about things that we could be doing at home, like that seven is a difficult age and below to kind of expect them to sit on their own and do work. So we talked about, you know, copy work, um, something that they would enjoy copying, um, finding something that they can do as far as writing letters, which I like that idea. That's something I actually just started doing. We, um, I, for Haley, especially I've had to really shift things cause she was not finding any joy in just getting out her stuff from school and just working on math and, um, you know, in her workbooks and things like that, because normally they're not learning like that. They're kind of more hands-on with things and then they're using those materials. And I think that now that she's home, it's a different setting and, um, she really wants to kind of be learning some other things. And I had to tell her because math is not something I know she needs to do it. And I want to sit down and do it with her. But even when I sit down with her, she's just not into it. And I had to find a why she was going to do it. And so I tried to start with things that she wants to learn about, which are other things that aren't um, from the school. They're just health education things in the way that we heal our family and just about the body and body awareness and talking about how do you know when you're feeling sick and do you know what your immune system is? Do you know how to support your immune system and different things that um, I use that, you know, she asked me questions about. And so we talk about those things. And then I said, you know, if you love doing these things, you need to know math. If you want to run a business someday, you're going to need to know math because she's always talking about you know I want to have a lemonade stand and do all this with my friends when it gets nice and like you need to know math so then she'll sit down and do it but I think it's been kind of shifting versus saying okay just sit down and do your math because she'll just like sit there and stare at the wall and I'm like this isn't going anywhere (laughs) right right yeah it can be difficult to motivate kids to do things that they're not necessarily interested in um yeah, and so it, I think that makes it even more important to be aware of your own child and know how to motivate them and, and also understand that it's not, you're not always going to be able to find that thing that motivates them to sit and do what sometimes they just need to do. Um, so we really try to balance that with making the other things that they're learning really pleasurable. So I find myself saying to them, you know, often like, hey, you know, you had a lot of free time. You, you had the morning free or you, you know, you did the, your subjects, you know, that you wanted to do and you saved all the ones you didn't want to do (laughs) until the end. And now you're doing them all in a row. Like that's no fun. So, you know, just, and I'm like, yeah, we got, you get to pick what you want to learn about in science or whatever, and just try to help them see that there's always a balance in life. And we're not always going to be real excited to do everything we need to, but we're called to do what we need to do, even when we don't want to, um, and that's, you know, that's important. And, um, that's, that's a life skill too. So, um, but yeah, good for you finding something that she can, you know, positive, um, visualization of like, okay, this is not pleasant now, but it's going to help me. And, um, yeah, that's important. I I think the other thing too, that I wanted to mention about, you know, doing school at home is, 
you know, sometimes we think like, oh, our kids go to school and they're there all day and it's just a day full of learning. And that is not really true. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it mm-hmm. is true that, you know, you're, you're learning all the time, but when your children are in school for eight hours, it's not eight hours straight of, you know, learning. There's lots of interruptions and there's, you know, things that happen. There's, you know, things that, that happen we're at home, we can really spread out the learning throughout the day, or we can just take a chunk of time. But I think the most important thing to remember is to try to keep those, each subject, you know, at age seven and under should take 10 minutes or less. You know, we should not be spending more than 10 minutes on math in a day. And that sounds like a really short amount of time. But if you, if you want the content to stick for them, short periods of time are super, super important. And I think that can be a motivating thing too. Like, look, you're only doing this for the next 10 minutes. I don't want you to, to, you know, waste your time just staring at your book for 10 minutes. That's not the same thing. But if you can concentrate Mm -hmm. and, you know, say, well, you know, let's, let's try to do just two pages and and that might take them 10 minutes. Um, But I think it's really, I found it really helpful and important to remember that we're not trying to make our kids sit for a half hour. I think you're breaking up a little bit again. Oh, Okay. Um, is that better? Yeah. Okay. So we're not trying to get our kids to sit for a half hour. You know, to us, a half hour doesn't feel long, but when you're seven or you're five, that's an eternity to be focusing on one thing. And we, we want to help our kids. We want to help to train their attention. But if we try to do that in long stretches, we're doing more harm than good. So if we can train their attention in small amounts of time, um, over a long period of time, that actually does help them. So we don't want to exhaust them by trying to make them sit for long periods of time and focus on one thing. But if, if we can train them and help them to train their mind and their body to focus for 10 minutes at a time, then as they get older, that, that time gets longer and longer and, and that's more effective. Um, so that's a really important thing that I think, you know, might be a new concept for a lot of parents, you know, time is, yeah big. Yeah, no, I've noticed that as well. And I think I was falling into that same trap because even with math work or whatever, I think I was wanting her to do too many of them. And and then I started realizing, yeah, I think less time is probably better. And I do think that that's very true. And I can say this because um, being in public school for a year and realizing the damage that it did to force a child at that young of an age to focus sitting at a desk for that many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it just messed up Haley's brain, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it changed everything about, you know, how she could process things. She would be so shut down. And I really think there were a lot of things that added to that. But I do think that was part of it is that um, you know, she just wasn't able to, to do that. And, um, so I've noticed, I kind of fell into that as well, where I just feel like less is more. And it's, that's important that you're saying that because especially with my son too, because he just really has a hard time <laughs> sitting at all for anything, even to eat dinner. <laughs> so, yeah. um, that, that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that it's just having to come up with sort of what works and look at so many other things as um, 
learning opportunities as well that I think when you have your kids in school, you don't really think of that time that they're with you as like a learning experience, like school in a way. I think it was for me resetting my brain to think that, yeah, everything that I do with them and inviting them into my world more, especially with Haley, the more I invite her into my world and to what I'm doing with even little things like writing out the check to pay somebody for something. Um, I would normally just do that on my own and just think, well, what does she need to know? And I'm like, well, she does need to know how to write checks someday. You know, if we still have checks when she's older, um, (laughs) that's a life skill. So yeah, even like you said, writing a letter and showing them how to mail it. You know, I know Haley was like, wow, that's where you put the stamp and that's where you put and then mail person comes and, and it really does make you think there's so much that these kids don't know (laughs) that. Yes. I could be teaching them here. Right. And wow. Um, It's an interesting thing to really kind of wrap your mind around, but it is, I think a challenge when you have multiple kids, what does your, um, I guess every day, what do you have as you know, they need to get done in a day that is kind of, you feel like, okay, we've done what we need to do. I think I'm kind of at that place too, where I'm not quite sure what's enough and what's not enough Mm -hmm. to be doing in a day. Yeah, (laughs) that can, that's going to vary from family to family and even child to child. Like what you'll start to see, like what your child can handle and what's overload for them. Um, And sometimes children need to be pushed a little bit more. Like I see my oldest, like he could, he needs to be maybe pushed to do a little bit more um, than he does on, on some days. And he doesn't like that, you know, being, you know, going outside his comfort zone, so to speak, and doing a little bit more, but I feel like that is constantly changing. But the basics that I like to see done every day, um, our math and copy work. Um, and we try to, you know, do some sort of morning worship time or Bible time together or independently, um, and they have a spelling book where, it, again, it's it's kind of a lot of copy work, um, but that's important to me. They work on their handwriting and things like that. And I feel like once those basics are covered, then we are doing our read aloud time, which is a big part of our day um, or our school day anyway, is just reading from a couple different books. And so we'll alternate like what we're going to read each day. We don't read from, you know, five books every day, but we, we will kind of break that up. And so we have, you know, our science book that we'll read from, we'll have some storybooks that we're reading through, um, you know, chapter books I'm reading out loud. Uh, And usually we we're trying to incorporate some of that um, in each day of, of school. Um, Okay. So yeah, it just looks different each day. What, what the mix is, but um, Mm-hmm. It's always some sort of read aloud time. And we usually spend at least an hour where I'm reading out loud. And again, it's not one hour in one book. So it's sort of broken up and that's their time where they get puzzles out and they're, they're able to be busy with their hands um, while they're listening. Um, okay. So we try to, you know, just incorporate different things to keep them, you know, occupied. So that sitting for that long is not, you know, tiresome and they really enjoy our read aloud time and sometimes they want me to keep reading and I'm like 
my mouth is dry. My voice is, you know, like, (laughs) that's great, you know, is a lot. Um, But when they really get into the story and they don't want you to stop, that's a great thing. You know, I love that. So, um, so yeah. And again, we try to look for books that are very engaging and we call them living books. We're a Charlotte Mason family. So we're looking for living books um, that are teaching things, but in a very engaging way um, as well as, you know, just storybooks and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that you mentioned having them do busy work like puzzles and things while you're reading, because again, this was something that I, I don't know why, maybe it's because I didn't learn this way. And so I've never thought about my kids struggle when I read to them because I feel like they're fidgety and they're kind of all over the place. And I'm like, well, sit down and listen. And I'm never giving them anything to be working on. Now I will say I did switch to when they're eating lunch or they're sitting and actually like eating a snack or something. Mm -hmm. I'll do it then. And I'm like, Oh, this works so much better Mm -hmm. because they can eat while I read. And then I was doing, um, I did a lesson in the homeopathy curriculum that just came out. Mm -hmm. And so the, I forget her name. She released a few of the free lessons Mm -hmm. to until she gets her full curriculum. And the way she put it together was so cool because, which I did it wrong the first time she has an art activity that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And then she said, well, this is something that they can be coloring and working on while you're doing the, the reading, the, the lesson. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't do that. And then she explained why. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Like you just said, it gives them something to do while you're reading to them so they don't get, you know. And in my mind, I think because I was always taught in school, like, sit still, pay attention. I would always doodle and try to draw on my notebooks and stuff. And I'd get in trouble because I'm not paying attention, which I was. I was able to listen to the lesson and what my teacher was saying. I didn't have to be sitting there staring at them. In fact, that didn't even work for me. If I was able to like draw or whatever, I could retain the information. And it made me think, I'm not doing that with my kids. And especially with my son, I feel like that would be helpful to be able to say, here, let's get these puzzles out. I'm with him. So that's like killing two birds with one stone because he wants me to be in there with him. And then I could also be reading. And so it's just, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a simple thing that (laughs) felt like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, why am I not realizing this could be? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like if they're doing something else, they're not paying attention to us. And um, yeah, that's not the case. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It definitely feels that way, but yeah, it's not. And I mean, and I think it's a very good indication that it's not because how much do our kids retain of things that we're saying when we don't think they're paying attention and they're off playing? And I can say it's a lot. I just talked to my husband about this. Then I was like, they're like, they hear everything we say, they're retaining it all. And they'll like come back to us weeks later and be like, oh, remember when you said da da da? And they weren't even in the conversation. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do you you were actually listening to what we were saying. So yeah, it's, it makes total sense. So that is something that I am kind of switching around. I think that trying to look at the day and be able to multitask like that with the kids is things I'm trying to do with having the four and all under seven 
because it can be a challenge because then it's hard because I mean, how do you fit in doing things that you need to do? Because I mean, it's life and we all have adult things we need to do. And a lot of parents are trying to work at home as well. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's a parent like me that has four kids under seven and nap time was the time that they got stuff done. I know for me, I've had to really readjust my schedule because even though I did a lot of runs to the school, I knew when I have those pockets of time mm-hmm. that that was mine. You know, even if I just sat down for 10 minutes and drank a cup of coffee or, you know, got to get myself a protein shake, that was my time to be able to get a few business things done or, you know, adult things done that needed to be taken care of. But now what it's looking like is, that's what happens in nap time is then I'm sitting down with Haley or Lucas at that time, because then the other kids are napping. So when do you try to fit in those times when you need to get things done? Yeah. So I think that's um, where I've, I've sort of found that the, the morning time is kind of like free for all. <laughs> that's when we have breakfast. I clean up. I maybe get things ready for lunch or just start, you know, getting, doing things around the house that need to get done. I try to just do that in the morning and let the kids sort of have their free time. And like I said, my older ones will, um, you know, sometimes sit down or I'll say, Hey, if you have independent work now, would be a good time to do it. So that later, you know, we have time to do other things, um, whether it's leaving the house and going out and doing something or sitting down and finishing our, our reading and, um, and things like that. So I feel like the morning time is usually my time and I let the kids just play and, and have fun. And I had to get out of this space in my head that just said like, they can't just have free time. You know, they can't like, if the boys are off playing, I feel like I I have to fight the urge to ask them to come and like do something like, Oh, I got Mm -hmm. work done. Okay. Well, and then that just made me feel uncomfortable. Like, how is that possible that you got all your things done and now you're off playing? Like, Um, and then I'm like, no, you know what? That's okay. They they were responsible. They did their things. You know, I'm going to have to go back and check, make sure it was done right. Because sometimes they just want to rush through it and don't actually do it well. (laughs) Then that can become an issue. But, um, but understanding that, yeah, it's okay for them to have free time. And, and maybe even now is a good time to like, again, part of education is not just, it doesn't all have to be academic. So if your kids are, you know, at an age you know, five and up where they can do small chores around the house um, and have them, you know, help out around the house by doing even just simple things like, hey, take the trash out from the bathroom. You know, that's that's going to be somebody's that's going to be somebody's job um, to do that is younger and it's easier for them to to handle where it's not like, you know, we're not asking them to do anything crazy. Right. Um, but, you know, teaching them responsibility for, um, you know, just helping to keep the house running, you know, because everybody's home and we're all in this together now. So that that's a big part of, you know, just trying to uh, keep things going. And um, even, like, you know, mowing the lawn, like I sent my seven year old out to mow the lawn. If he can push the lawnmower, he can mow the lawn. And and that's mm-hmm. but you know, it keeps them busy for quite a while and, you know, and teaches them responsibility and that we're all pitching in here. Like you're not, you know, I don't, I don't have to do everything all the time. Now that you're getting older, you can help out with these things. So 
Um, so yeah, I think it, it's not always about keeping them busy. It's, it's also allowing them like some free time to be bored a little bit if, if it comes to that. Um, and just, yeah, I feel like I do the things that I do and I tell people this all the time in the nooks and crannies of my life, you know, um, which can be exhausting after a while, but that is how it is. I, I try also to wake up before the children. It's been a little bit different now with my husband being home from work and like, He's wanting to sleep in, so it makes me want to sleep in. But yeah, I try to get up early. I just feel like that quiet time in the morning to just set my day. And if I want to do yoga or, you know, just open my Bible or pray, you know, before the craziness of the day starts, just seems to really set the tone for me. And then, you know, I'll fit in other things throughout the day. But again, not stressing about getting so many things done with our kids, but just a few things to keep their brains working and active and, and just, you know, not stress about it too much is kind of, yeah, <laughs> especially since there's no real, like, nobody's going to be checking at the end of the year. Like, did you do this, that, and the other thing? So let's not take it, you know, too extreme or too, right. Want to take it seriously, but also know that there is no pressure right now. Like enjoy the time, you know, just explore it for what it is and just do these really simple things and, and, you know, it's easy to feel like we're not doing enough. You know, every homeschool mom feels that like, am I doing enough? And, you know, am I going to mess them up? You know, because I left something out. Um, we all feel that even once, even veteran homeschool parents, you know, feel that pressure. And, and that's all it is though. It's just pressure. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because <clears throat> I think for me, cause I'm a little bit behind you with still having, um, an under one year old. And I think that's my challenge right now too, is I love to get up early, but lately, you know, she's decided she's not going to sleep at night. So then I'm like, well, <laughs> I try, but it's like, I need to get sleep so that I'm not, you know, my, my immune system is strong and I'm not going at life, um, drained completely. And then if I do get sick, then it's never good. But, um, just, trying to realize that I think that that's life is like you said to fit things I like how you mentioned the nooks and crannies because that's what I do and sometimes I feel like because I have the personality that if I when I had a job I would never have done that I was very like this is when this gets done and that's when that gets done and you know I can be very organized with those kinds of things and I feel like I'm scattered a lot because I'm like okay I see a pocket of time I'm gonna take it you know um there's my opportunity and you can't really plan that because you don't know with kids, like how every, every day is going to go and every day is different. And um, just when you try to plan it all out and have this perfect schedule of this is when I do this. And then that person goes then for a nap then. And then that's when everybody decides they're not going to do any of the things they did the week before. So then you're like, well, that's yeah. great, but you're supposed to go down for a nap at 12 and then I'm supposed to do my yoga at 1230. So <laughs> that's not how this is working. Um, so it is interesting that you're kind of mentioning that because I think that it's hard to manage it all as well and figure out. Um, and the hard part, too, is that we can't go anywhere because I know that there might be a little bit of a stigmatism in homeschooling that you don't take your kids anywhere and you just leave them at home, you know, socialize them, which is not the case. Like that's COVID-19 actually what's happening. Um, so, um, but that's hard too, because you're used to taking your kids places yeah. and 
doing things with them as well. And I know you mentioned that if you do in the morning and then you might go somewhere somewhere in the afternoon, how would it look that day? Like, do you have days when you mentioned that there are those few things that you like to get done every day? Obviously, I'm sure there are those days when you don't really get all of them done, but that's okay because you went out and had an adventure in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and learned in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we don't always do every subject every day. Um, I, I would say okay. pretty consistently, we, they will do their science and math every day, uh, or not science and math, spelling and math every day and reading of some sort. Um, they, you know, they're reading on their own. Um, and I don't always get in my reading out loud to them, but we, we really try to fit that in, even if it's only just like, okay, we can only do one chapter in this book today. We're just going to do it. And that's the only book we're going to read from. But as long as they're reading, cause they always, they have enough free time where they can sit down and read books. Even if you don't have a kid who's real motivated to read on their own and maybe is learning to read. If you have younger ones, I found that giving them the, them the task of, okay, it's, you are going to read this story to your younger sisters or brothers. Um, it really empowers them. I even had my older ones sit down. Like if I, if I feel like I can't sit with my younger one and give her her spelling words and her copywork type things. Um, I will have my oldest sit with her because, you know, kids love to teach what they've learned. And teaching what you've learned, it really makes an impact on your own retention of that thing. And so I'll have, you know, one who's just one grade level above the other, you know, why don't you sit down and help them with their math? And it's, it's a real, they learn so much that way, not only how to be patient and kind with someone who's learning something and, mm-hmm. but learning how to teach it is interesting too for them. So even if it's just something as simple as reading a storybook to your little brother, um, that's huge in a day, you know? And so finding creative ways to fit things in on days where I felt like, oh, the schedule just fell apart. And, and that's why I said in, in the first, the first time we talked, like, you know, don't get too attached to your schedule because you'll be very frustrated and disappointed. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a heartache. Um, and so being flexible is real important. And that, again, where we fit school in around our life and not life in around our, our school time. Um, and that's where that comes into play. You know, there are certain things we need to get done on a certain day in the week. And then we fit school in around that. And, um, and that's, you know, that's just part of it, depending on what time of day we get that done might look different for each day. Um, but everyone knows that the expectation is that this needs to get done today. And so however we're going to fit it in is how we're going to fit it in. Um, and so it helps them just to learn flexibility and again, planning their, their day and their schedule, um, is an important skill to learn as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed too, I'd like you mentioned knowing your child, um, knowing Haley's personality and, and I do that and kind of let her, she loves to read. And so she'll read to anybody. I mean, even a stuffed animal, <laughs> she doesn't care. She'll just sit there and read and it's great. She loves to teach. So I, I like to say, you know, she's always wanting to be in charge of things. And I'll say, well, let's look at it as leadership. You know, you don't want to be bossing people around and be in charge. Like it's leadership. And what does that mean to be a leader and help guide mm-hmm. somebody? And, um, you know, she loves when I say, could you lead this for me, Haley? I need your help. And I love that you mentioned that 
um, letting them know you can't do it all because I had that breaking point. I don't, it was at one point in this past couple weeks that I was like, guys, like I can't do it all. And I think that that's another shift that for me I had to take because, you know, they're, they're not always home all the time and things don't look like this. And it's a great opportunity to look at it like that, to say, even without the COVID-19, we are all in this together. We all share this house. We all live here. Let's learn how to do that peacefully and work through our emotions and work through our feelings and, um, be kind to each other. And I feel like right now I'm taking a little bit more time with them just to talk about their emotions because of how affected they are with this. Because I mean, I know I have felt like my life's been turned upside down. I can't only imagine how they feel because it's been that way for them. They were so quickly blindsided and ripped out of a schedule and away from people that that's what they knew. And so we're really having to, I had to go backwards and look at it like, you know what, academics isn't the most important thing right now. The most important thing is healing my children at where they are, sitting down and talking to them, you know, hugging them, realizing that all the discipline I've been doing and being angry and frustrated is them. They're, they're just trying to communicate with me that something's off and they're sad or they're, I mean, because even my five-year-old, he, I realized, you know, kind of like I did with my seven-year-old when we went through this, he doesn't even understand his feelings sometimes. So I would get out a book about, you know, feelings and what do they mean? And and I would explain just from what I know and have that time to talk and sit down. And I've had a lot of these conversations with them to say, look, I'm not here just to do everything. You know, we all need to help each other. Let's all get it done faster. And then we have more time to do those fun things. So, and it, and that has been really nice to see as well. Cause again, that's all things they're going to need to know how to do, Yeah, you know, unless they grow up and pay for everybody to do everything right. for them. And if that's the case, then it's good for them, but I feel like they should right. know. Yeah. And emotional education, like is really important, you know, character building and all of that is a huge part of teaching your kids. So yeah, taking time to just work through issues and, you know, sometimes it means putting the books down and like, okay, you, we need to talk about like why you're having a bad attitude right now, you know, it's not yeah. about like forcing them to do this thing because I said you have to do it, but like, let's just take time, uh, uh, you know, set this aside for a minute and let's talk about the emotions that are happening right now and, you know, what you're feeling. And so many times we've done that. And then, you know what, if we don't get that math page done because we had to put it aside and, and take 15 minutes to like work through something, that's fine. You know, the, that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. The most important thing is understanding their heart and helping them to understand themselves. So that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really big thing right now, especially because um, everybody is so affected by what's going on. And I mean, it, it is, it can be a scary time for kids to even understand why they can't see their friends and, you know, why. And even though you think you explain it to them, I know with my five-year-old, we have explained it multiple times, but he doesn't quite get it. I mean, I think he still looks and says like in, I think he believes that we're not letting him play soccer and we're not letting him do this and we're not letting him do that. And, you know, it's human nature to want to be mad at somebody mm-hmm. about 
right. things. And if you don't have anybody to be mad at, you're going to take it out on the people you live with and you love the most. And that's just, that's what happens. We do it every day and some people recognize it and some people don't because you have anger and there's nothing right. wrong with that, but it's, what do you do with it? And I have found, I've had to start finding things that bring me joy too. Yeah. And then incorporate that with my kids because I'm angry right. about this. I'm frustrated about this. Oh, I have things that, you know, the emotions, you can't just suppress them. Like we talked about, Haley and I talked about, you know, what are things that suppress your immune system? What are things that build them up? You know, we have these emotions. We don't want to suppress them because suppressing doesn't do anything. It, it's not good for right. our body. So let's find ways that we are going to work our, with our body inside for healing, but also with our emotions and getting them out and finding things that bring us joy. And um, so I think it's a good conversation that we're having because I feel like I knew all these things sort of mm -hmm. in my mind, but when, you know, you're not used to that being your day to day, um, it's really good to have a conversation with somebody that lives it out every day. And that's just how they do it because Oftentimes we do think like, well, that, how does that work? And no, that wouldn't work for me. But you realize once you start to dive into it a little bit more, it's like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And I do think that overall, uh, this time is a special time that we've been given to, um, you know, what is it that you would normally be sharing with your child that you want to leave a legacy with them. I mean, that's why we have kids. We want to have them, you know, go out into this world with things that we give to them right. personally. And what we, and I feel like I have that moral standard, but I don't have as much time to do that when my kids are at school all day and I'm given the time now. So why not, like you said, take advantage of it, say, you know what, I've been given this time what do I want my children to leave this time knowing that I wouldn't have been able to be doing if they were in their day-to-day -day right. schedule? And, um, you know, those things bring me joy too, I'm finding. So it's like killing two birds with one stone, you know, it's bringing joy and something different, but then it's helping my soul because I'm, I'm realizing that my daughter has so much interest in these things that I just get never realized she would want to be yeah. into my world knowing. So it's an amazing amazing thing. Um, so yeah, let's hopefully can take the time to be looking at this time in that way. And that realizing that, yeah, academics are important and we need them, but, um, you know, how to kind of fit them in and they don't have to be, I think I, yeah, fall into that too, where it's like, I oftentimes feel like, did we do enough? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't we have sat and did math right. for like an hour and that's just yeah. not that's not just not painful. the yeah and it's like not you said. know it isn't the most important thing and so it, the the beauty of what you're saying is that each family unit has a unique flavor to what is important to them and that that is so it's going to look different for each family like what what is mom and dad into like what what are their passions and the things that they're going to be passing on um you know, math and all that stuff, everybody learns that and anybody can teach it, but there are things that are unique to you that your teacher can't impart to your child. And those are the things we want to give precedent to. We, we want those things to be the priority, especially in this time for families who don't have curriculum sitting around their house. You know, like there are some families
just don't have mm-hmm. that right now. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that your child is disadvantaged right now. Um, they're at such an advantage just being around you and being, like you said, brought into your world and being part of your day, even if it's just doing yard work, you know, like we've done a ton of that this, you know, past couple of weeks, we've been outside a lot and, um, and, and they're helping and doing and, um, and learning along the way. And, um, so no matter what your interests are, you know, just bring your kids into it and, and just trust the process that, they're your children. They've been given to you. They haven't been given to anyone else to have, you know, them be the main influence. You still are the main influence in their life. And, um, and you don't have to feel like you're teaching them anything. Just let them be with you, you know, and, and that Mm -hmm. is an education. Yeah. Yeah. It really can be that simple. So yeah, I appreciate um, you taking the time to talk to me. I know it, it helped me feel better um, because, you know, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm glad to know that it's done. I mean, I was sad, but knew it was going to happen, but I'm kind of glad now that it's, we know we're not going back to school because I think it allows me to fully embrace it and say, all right, this is where we are. I don't do well in the like lingering stages of something I like to know like where am I (laughs) so I think if nothing else it ripped the band-aid off and it's a good time to for you know parents to say all right let's start doing what works and um support each other in that and because yeah there's no right way or wrong way to do this for sure. And there's, and there are families out there that don't have internet and can't afford those things. Or, you know, just like you said, don't have curriculum, don't have, you know, every school district's different, what they're providing is there's families that don't have, um, you know, iPads or computers and things like that. And they relied on going to the library for those things. And so yeah, I almost feel like some ways they might be a little bit ahead and they may feel like they're disadvantaged, but I think, um, it's definitely something that they still have so much to offer. Um, I had a mom just sharing with me the other day that, oh, just how much she's seen the dynamic between her children change from having to be around each other all the time that she said, you know, they've always gotten along well and they've always played together. And that has, you know, I felt like they had a good relationship, but I'm just seeing now that like, because they are the only people that they have right now and we don't see friends uh, a lot or ever, um, that (laughs) they're actually becoming like best friends. And she said, it's just so amazing to see how that has changed. Like she said, we had the opportunity to go, um, you know, somewhere and, um, and her oldest said like, Oh, I don't, I don't really want to go. I just want to sit and play with my brother. Like they're like friends. She's like, it's just amazing to see the the shift that has happened. Um, where she's like, you know, I did, I almost didn't feel like there was anything missing before, but now that I'm watching it happen in front of me, I'm realizing, wow, that was missing before. And so well, that it's going to mm-hmm. like turn some people into homeschool families. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally see that. And um, I'm fortunate with my with Haley and Lucas that I mean, they have their moments, but they really are. And I think I went at it from the beginning, kind of like that, where I saw families constantly filling any downtime with constant playdates over and over and over. And I was like, you know, I I was very selective. 
because I thought, you know, I want my kids to learn how to, you know, that's why we have all these kids. (laughs) So they know how to exist and they know how to be with each other. And at the end of the day, sometimes that's all you have is your family. And growing up, not having that, I think it was really important for me to try to create that um, because someday down the road, you know, hopefully when they do part from each other, they're going to have that foundation and they're going to want to come back together and know that, you know what, I don't have to now because of what we've been given, I don't have to see my sister all the time. We we do our own thing now, but when, when we need each other, we're there. And so, you know, it really starts early in the foundation of that. And people might not realize that if they've just always had it. So you know, that is something, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's a beautiful thing for people to be able to see. So there is a lot of good coming Mm. from this time for sure. And we just have to be able to see it because I know I can get caught up in all of what's been taken away from me because that's my personality. And then I don't see what's being given at the same time. So, um, got to focus on those things right now when we can't, we feel like we can't do anything or go anywhere and actually live our lives. But hopefully we can find more peace within the four walls that we exist yeah. in. So, um, well, I thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I feel much better going into another week and knowing it's uh, going to be that way till the end of the school year. And I hope other people do too. Is there anything else that you felt like you wanted to share? before we go? I don't think so. Yeah. Just, I I would say just take it easy and don't stress about the amount of time that you're spending, you know, short, short and sweet and basics and everything else just kind of comes. Yeah. Well, sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye-bye.